Yeah. I love doing that. Welcome to the second episode of Yin Center. Recording from the local podcast studio in Greensburg, Pennsylvania. And uh, yeah, we're going to break down uh, the future of the show here. I know you guys are all excited to see what's next. What's happening after uh, the first episode yeah, where these where guys, do you guys talk go from here? Yeah, so uh, with me, as always, is uh, my brother. Hello, hello. Brother from the same mother. <laughs> All right, so anyway, so what we are going to get into in Yin Center uh, for the foreseeable future, uh, we'll start off, we're going to break it down real quick with, uh, it's going to be right now focused on uh, what's what, what's on our minds mostly, because um, uh, I mean, we're not experts in anything like in the actual fields of, you know, even like going out and reporting on anything. Uh, at this point, I work at a car dealership at uh, Kenny Ross Ford, and uh, my brother um, training right now. He is a, a professional athlete yeah. at, at that. Um, that is his profession, and uh, I guess podcaster now. Yeah, might as well throw that in there too. Yeah. Why not? Yeah, professional podcaster. <laughs> Make it sound a little bit better too. Yeah, yeah. So you uh, so have some aspirations. Podcaster. It sounds like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we uh, yeah we're gonna basically we're gonna give you like a kind of step by step of Nevin's journey and uh, you know trying to whether or not he's gonna make this team uh, for these national teams. I mean, as Dan said last week, we have quite a few different uh, there's a few different years that he can make this team coming up and. Uh, you know, yeah. making it year one gives you a good bit better of a shot to do it and get right up in there. Uh, but ultimately, I think it would be cool. It'd be uh, if we ultimately got some content uh, in Milan, Italy. Yeah, exactly. So, like you said, that's that's the end goal. Uh, the first goal. So, I don't feel like I'm in good enough shape at the moment to go and make the team in a month or something like that at the tryouts. So yeah. I'm going to I'm going to take this year off, get in the best possible shape and try to make next year's team and then the team for Milan as well. Yeah, and that's uh it's a pretty good way to kind of do it cuz uh maybe playing the game all the time. I mean, you know, you got that IQ and whatever, but I think that next level to take you to like that Tom Brady type of freak athlete type of thing. I mean, I mean that's what kind of is it's necessary to it, be on a exactly. national team. It is yeah. um Yeah, you, you have to be like you said, just kind of the best of the best. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't, it's more of a mindset than it is like actually working, but you're not going to get there without the work either. You know what I mean? So if, if you have it in your mind, like, well, I might be able to do this. You know, I guess I can get my body to try to do it. But if you already have it in your head that, okay, this is what I'm doing. This is what I want to do. This is what I'm going to do. And I think the best part out of 10, you're going to achieve that. The best part about trying to mix the uh, professional athlete life with potentially professional podcaster life would be that uh, you're going to be openly putting yourself on blast for uh, for just about everybody to go ahead and say what they please. I mean, uh I mean, please don't bully him to a certain extent. Don't tell him to kill himself or something like that. He's not but, suicidal, Miss no. Clinton. Okay. But no, you were saying um just so to make it's it clear. just holding me accountable. That's like you uh we were talking and I told you after last week's episode, one of my teammates, Alex, had texted me 
and told me that he said he was going to do, he and everybody on our team would do whatever it takes to help me get here. And if they see me slacking in any way, they'd hold me accountable and, you know, not let me slack off because he knows and they all know that this is something that I've wanted for your whole life. Pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. Your whole life. At least the last 20, 20 years, we'll call it. Yeah. Yeah, and I think you, I think you realize now too, like now that you're getting a little bit older, 27, 28 now, right? Almost 27 at the moment. Yeah, yeah. And by then, so I mean, you just kind of realize though, you start getting this age, man. Like, yeah, uh, these opportunities they don't, they don't come around that like like you think they are whenever you're making teams at a young age. So I, I I started my first camp, my first they're called U.S. National Development Camp, and it's a program where. Uh, you're, you're, you know, invited by the by USA Hockey for strictly sled hockey camp, and it's a it's a camp that where you learn the game, obviously, but you're also there to try to compete to make the U.S. National Development Team, which I was on from 2010 to 2016. That was back when it was basically a U20 team, essentially, right? Uh, actually, no. So last week, Dan was talking about whenever whenever he was on the team, that's whenever they, could, they that was considered the U20 team. Whenever I made it, uh, the first year I made it, a lot of our guys were around the same age. Like, I was probably 14, so we were probably, like, from 14 to 20 was our general age, but we definitely had guys that were, like, 28 at the time, and there th- a couple of guys in their 30s. So, I mean, we had every everything you could think of. Yeah, you had to field a competitive team more so than, uh, you know, worrying, try, about, yeah, try, so worry, worrying about an age range. Yeah. Exactly. That's, I just remember at one point it was like that. But, uh, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, like he said, uh, listeners are already holding them accountable. So, uh, please continue to do so. Absolutely, I mean, yeah. I mean, we can't do it. I mean, well, we can maybe do it. We're going to find out if we can do it. Yeah, we're going to learn all together here. Absolutely. So, uh, so that's cool, um, and that's going to be the main kind of breakdown at this point, because uh, that, that's the pretty much the number one story in our lives, yeah. and uh, that's that's what we're going to kind of keep on rolling on. But uh, otherwise, I mean, for the rest of the show, we're going to kind of uh, break down a little bit of uh, some things we enjoy discussing and what we pretty much have in a text chain on a daily basis here. Yeah, it's more uh, or less. Uh, you know, we get break into some uh, good old hockey talk, uh, some penguins talk. Uh, mm-hmm. pretty much whatever else is on our mind too. Uh, yeah. Cause I like to get into some football stuff. And uh, I think eventually down the line, you know, as we start maybe uh, getting some more listeners uh, and some more people interested and in, uh, kind of getting the message spread and maybe even, you know, making a team or something might help. We can maybe even uh, share the love a little bit and uh, maybe see if we can try and return the favor to some of these uh, local athletes around here too, uh, whether they're former or uh, current or uh, professional collegiate, High school, yeah, um, yeah. If, you, if you're one of the local high schools around Greensburg, and and you want to come on and talk about you know what sports has meant to you so far, where you think you can go with it, and where you think you can just go in life in general, reach out. Let us know. We'd be happy to have you on. Yeah, we will. Uh, it's a good. 
But, uh, yeah, in the meantime, I think, uh, especially now we're in the dead of summer, we have a great time to start a, a, pod, a bro podcast, right? Like yeah. in the dead of summer, whenever we like primarily talk about sports as a family, when, like more when often the sports than not. we pretty much talk about are yeah, all gone. Later yeah. sports, Sad winter days. sports, basically. We're in the dog days now. <laughs> Even the Pirates don't care. They, they've lost nine in a row, so you know, that, that's baseball You know baseball more about talk. them than I do, so. That is baseball talk. They've lost a lot in a row. That's unfortunate. That's, well, yeah, hey. I forgot that I turned the button down. Anyways, uh, that was going to be a sound effect, but now you get uh, anything else. <laughs> Excellent. There we go. You did the thing. Yes. So, anyways, uh, if you want to buy a car, if you ever, if you need a car, uh, no, I do no, not. You sure? But yes, I, I'm sure. Are I do sure? not. Even if I needed a car, I don't want a car right now. Okay, because I mean, uh, <laughs> I, I've heard that Kenny Ross Ford has their biggest sale in history. There's 60 year history going on. Tell me about it. Are you sure? I don't. Are you sure you want to hear about? It? You didn't want to buy a car. Listen, even if I, I think don't, the people might need to hear. The about people it, need to hear about yeah, it. People need to hear about it. Anyways, we got a 60 the, the biggest sales event. Uh, in the history, Kenny Ross Ford going on. My boy Richard Crumlish, the general manager up there, uh, he's got the biggest sale in history going on. They got some zero percent like rates as low as zero percent even, uh, which was shocking to, for me to see in this vehicle climate. Um, yeah, they're that they're able able to get anywhere remotely close to that. And uh, you know, uh, I'll be glad to set up your appointment. And uh, I'm, I'm shocked, and uh, that is going on to June 30th. Uh, the year is 2023. It's today, the 22nd. Yeah, the 22nd. Yeah. yeah, June 22nd. I'm recording this, and uh, sale rolls on to June 30th, uh, 23 out here. So, uh, biggest sale in history, Kenny Ross Ford. Stop on out. I'll book your appointment, and uh, maybe if you even need your oil change too. Now, if you need an oil change. Because I can book service appointments now, too. Ooh. Yeah. There you uh, go. Number 724-359-4501. That's my direct line, and I usually only answer it when I'm in the office. That number again, though, 724-359-4501. I'm pretty responsive uh, when I'm there. Otherwise, I'm doing stuff like this. So, anyways, want to do some hockey talk? Let's do it. <laughs> so the pens um you said kyle duba should hire us last week that's what i said and uh well for those that should don't know kyle Dubas hire us for those that don't know we were recording last night and uh, it flopped uh drastically as uh, nothing <laughs> quite actually recorded or went to the card for whatever reason we're uploading uh whatever that's eh, all good anyways yeah so uh kyle dubas i think it was it kind of just look at that penguin landscape though. I don't know if I want to be involved in it anymore because like, dude, it's it's rough. So did you see the prospect camp alone? The prospect yeah. camp alone. They invited like eighteen players, and I'm like, aren't these usually at least like thirty players, thirty yeah. something players? And it's like only like two days long. And well, I was just, what's funny is I saw Sam Poulan's name on there, but I did not see Nathan Legare's name on there. Well, I mean, both of them are like twenty three now. Well, yeah, but it's just funny to me. Like, why they were both drafted in the exact same draft, but you have one and not the other, then doesn't make much sense to me. 
But yeah, so I mean, that's baffling. I mean, um, and then just the amount of no movement clauses, that's going to be tough to finagle. Yeah, so I'm looking oh. at the development camp roster here, and the only names that I see that stick out are Sam Poulan and last year's first overall or first round pick for us, Owen Pickering, right? He was last year, right? Yeah, Owen Pickering was a first round pick last yeah, year, but defenseman, yeah. Other than that, the, the prospect cover is bare, my friends. It is Even bare. goaltending. Like, I, they might honestly be having open tryouts at that point just to have some bodies because like how are they going to scrimmage against anybody they literally can't like two lines just go a line on the line uh, or three on three battles <laughs> like, yeah i think that's probably what actually i think that's what it is i think it's i think it's four on four three so, forwards and a defenseman so with that being said like and then you got pick 14 this year i still think you trade it yeah, <laughs> like I, it, it's the sit era. You got to go all in because we we tried to. I don't know actually what Ron Hextall tried last year. I think Ron Hextall doesn't know what Ron Hextall actually tried last I'll, year. I will uh, say it best how I said it uh, when I was uh, nice and uh, angry at the Oilers game last year that we were at. Um, uh, what, I was saying that he's basically simly simulating his be, his real life BGM mode. <laughs> In NHL, That's a good way to put it, yeah, because yeah, because he wasn't there, he was non-existent. He was usually sleeping. It's pretty much how I play. And yeah. and then what his big move was to saddle us with quite possibly the worst contract. That's like an active player in the NHL right now. Two of them, two of them, two of them. Oh. <laughs> I mean, that, that makes it I, like it almost makes it feel like sabotage. Yeah, I mean, coming over no, from the Flyers. Yeah. And, I mean, and, and notoriously, like, waving around his angry stick at us. Yeah. he's a He was a jabroni. I'm glad he's gone. And, uh, but, yeah, like, I... Because, like, even trying to think of, like, the goalies to go after, it is... It's, yeah, it's sparse. And, and like, and, we were talking about, like, the free agent goalies in our fake go-around yesterday. And on, I hated it. I hated all of the free agent goalies. Yeah, Connor um, Halbeck seemed like and he's not dude, even a free agent right now. He's the only one. He's and, the only one yeah, I even exactly. think I want. And, but even then, it's like, I mean, yeah, he was on a pretty shitty Winnipeg team. Like It's a team that but, gave up around him, but they also designed their team to literally, to, like, just allow him to save all just, the shots. Oh, Connor Halbeck, you're, you're and, a pretty decent goalie. You're just going to take 60 shots a game. Yeah, just eat the pucks. Eat them. I mean, it was helpful for my fantasy championship win last year for sure. Because hello, let's go, boy. But uh, yeah, I'm. That's if we're gonna trade fourteen. A buddy of mine mentioned today too. Um, yeah, yeah. He he had had a what was it? It was like Olmark or Swayman and Taylor Hall for fourteen. I'm like, I don't think Boston does that. No, not for if, number fourteen. Yeah, not like maybe if we threw Gensel in. Yeah, and but 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 at that point you're trading for an older Taylor Hall, who's injury prone, just make, and kind of right pretty, back in that thirty plus year old injury prone. Yeah, blah, 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 which which, which maybe fit. you're trying to get rid of and Jason Zucker, and you're maybe going to try to move or you know not move, but unfortunately eat caps with Jeff Carter because you're not going to move that guy. 
No, that's just. And even if he goes, and he long, still has what two years left. Even if he has a long term injury that all of a sudden pops up, like I don't think it, it doesn't give us any relief. If I'm remembering from the uh, contract details correctly, because uh, because he signed it when he was over 35, uh, like yeah, that just throws right. everything for like a loophole in the NHL. Uh, you can find more specifics out on capfriendly.com. I'm not, I am no cap expert. Oh, God, no. That is way too complicated for me. I just play the game. No, we just spew out ideas that might work. That's where I come in best person. I was going to say, that is not Because I think, I, I mean, I just, Hellebuck seems like the only answer in that. And I think if you can get him and extend him for like five years, I don't know if I'd want to go eight necessarily. Yeah, I don't but think. Cause maybe it, maybe it might. Yeah, you know what? Fuck it. Go the eight years. Who cares? We're already going to suck in seven years anyway. Do you think it's really going to be that long? Probably like five. Well, if Hellebuck's still, well, if Hellebuck's there playing at a potentially elite level, I mean, maybe he steals you some games and you build your team around defense instead of offense. Maybe it's going to be a really grim future. <laughs> Never these guys retire. We're gonna go back to the X generation. Oh, low key, I'm kind of excited to bring back the X generation. Yeah, I'm kind Get, of excited. Weed out all the all the phony jabronis that came in during the Cup era and bring back the fans that really know pain and had the bring back the likes of Rico Fada, oh, Constantine Koltsov. Yeah, because I I tried um today because I was like, well, did, did we ever pick at 14 before? And I was looking, and I didn't see anything in our draft history, like, ever pick 14. Nah. So I, th- I think it's pretty much been one, or we've moved it. Yeah, because I think <laughs> we had 14 in the uh, the year we lost to Montreal. Oh, God. And then we I, traded I that pick that for Kasperi Kapanen again. I hated how we just did the uh, the bringing back phase. Like we, my friends and I everybody. joked about bringing back people, and then we actually were doing it. And I was like, "Oh no, I think we accidentally created this <laughs> problem." <laughs> what did we do? What did we do? We were joking. We didn't actually yeah. want this. So then he bring Matt Cullen back. He was actually reliable. I'm pretty sure he's in the organization. Yeah, I think he's player development. Anyways, so. You should not bring back Jordan Stahl. I mean, no, no, we don't need to bring him back. I mean, no, it's Jeff Carter again. <laughs> it's the second Jeff Carter, but but Stahlzy. <laughs> but Stahlzy's playing second line in Carolina right now. Carolina is so interchangeable with their lines that you have no idea. What, what I'm saying, just well, like I mean, Vegas, yeah. like but, it's not really defined. The, well, I guess they you kind put of are him on a third line. Depending on who you insulate them with. Jeff Carter and Mikhail Granlund. <laughs> there you go. There's your third line. Did you, now, congratulations. Now, there, because the league's a, just going to pin you into that just because it'll be like, like ha they have to suffer through this. $17 million third line. Well, do you think that like, other GMs out there, like, particularly, like, will look at the Penguins and be like, well, you had a bunch of success these last few years, and you, well, we kind of want to see you suck. We want more parity. We're going to make you pay more. Maybe. Maybe. Probably not. I think it's just the cost of business. Uh, yeah. Once again, Kyle Dubas should hire us so then we can figure out these answers and exactly not tell the public about them. We'll figure it out though. And then we'll let and then we will. We will inform the public. You could go and work for the Penguins. I'll keep doing this. And okay. then I can just have an insider. 
Mm. I don't know. I kind of like doing this. <laughs> <laughs> just saying. Just an idea. Hey, well, hey, we'll see. Maybe uh, we'll see. Or you just like say. come on here as anonymous. Yeah, because I mean, <laughs> Kyle Dumas in the studio anonymously. We'll pretend he's we'll pretend he's a friend of ours of some type. Hey, Kyle, remember uh, <laughs> remember punching some holes in the wall with uh, after drinking monsters back in middle school, bro. We could be friends like that. I'd settle for friends. I don't need an employment position. I'm the. I am. I just want to be a multi-millionaire's friend. Yeah, that's all. Yeah, that's all. And then we can hang out and be bros. Because, um, I mean, another reason why is because, I mean, we have met Sidney Crosby. This is true. We have met Sidney Crosby. So, I mean, Sid, you can. We could all hang out. So, Me, you, Kyle, Gino, if Tanger. The- if the rumors are true that the way you get a job in the Penguins organization is to know and have met Sidney Crosby, like you said, we've done that. Yeah. So uh, how about you tell the tale of uh, how exactly we met Sid? Because uh, that was a lot of brain cells ago for me. And uh, I have <laughs> I don't know if it's family genetics already settling in and I'm losing my mind or if I'm uh, – just maybe a little bit dumber than I thought. Um, <laughs> yeah, tell us this tale, so, man. Uh, so the Penguins sponsor our sled hockey organization, the Mighty Penguins sled hockey organization. And uh, every year they, they'll host a practice for our organization where we get to go down, watch them skate, practice. And then afterwards we get to go out and practice. So <laughs> our grandfather... So, he, so what year was this? This was 2009. That's right, this yes. Was, so 2009, they, January, they, right? January. So January they, they 2009. Fired, they fired Michelle Terrian in February of 2009. Valentine's Day. And then everybody, I think, pretty much knows what it, what goes on after that. Yeah. I think everybody knows. You can look at the history books and, uh, or Wikipedia or something. So, like I said, they, they invite us down every year for practices, our grandfather drove us down, and he, he didn't really care to drive fast. He was not what one would call a speed demon. No. So we were like, okay, we need to be there at 10. We'll tell him we need to be there at 8 or something like that. Yeah, it was like 8, 8.30. Yeah, so, and he goes, all right, well, we'll, we'll leave at 6 or so, like something like that. And we're like, all right, because we... Challenge accepted, Gary. Yeah. We're ready. We know you'll be late. He was not. Wrong. <laughs> Wrong. And also that day, he just apparently decided, I'm going to do more than I five above speed. He decided, I'm going to do more than five above the speed limit. He was probably more giddy than us, to be honest. I'm sure he was. In hindsight. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But so... We get down there and everything, and we're super early. So you and him drop me off outside of this little, like, Zamboni kind of door. Bye, baby Nevin. Get out of there. Go to the city of Pittsburgh. Good luck. You're alone in downtown Pittsburgh as, like, a 10-year-old. So I'm sitting there, and all of a sudden, like, this Range Rover pulls up, and it's got blacked out everything. And I'm like, okay, well, this is clearly somebody, right? It's clearly a player. The window goes down, and there's those 
adult moochers, as we like to call them, the guys that just go and get autographs for money to sell on eBay. Yup. And then I go up, and I had I just happen to bring a Sidney Crosby rookie card with me, and a sharpie. So I had him sign the card and everything. You came prepared. I did. Listen, I had the, to me this was my one chance to possibly meet Sidney Crosby or. Anybody. Anybody of the Pittsburgh Penguins because I was a child and they were my heroes. Yeah, and our parents made you use your Make-A-Wish on Disney trips. They didn't make me. I chose that. Because <laughs> it was over New Year's. It was fucking awesome. It Anyways, was um, So we're sitting there, or I'm sitting there, and like I said, Sid signs my card. He he pulls into the parking lot or whatever, and then finally I see you and Pop-Up coming up. So we all go in, and I was like, well, I've seen people going in that door down there beside the Zamboni door. So we go, okay, well, let's go down there then. So we go down there, and within 10 seconds of us entering the door, security comes around on a golf cart, and they go, well, what are you guys doing here? And we said, oh, we're, you know, we're pretty early, but we're here. We're supposed to be here for to watch the practice with the sled hockey team. And while they're like, okay, we'll stay here. We're going to figure this out. All of a sudden I hear, hey, are you left-handed? Now in sled hockey, for those that don't know, you use both hands. So I just go, yeah, sure. Why not, right? Come to find out, Sidney Crosby comes walking around the side of this golf cart with one of his, like, Game used, practice used sticks. And hands it to me. Sid, the kid in the flesh. Literally a kid at this point. Because like I said, 2009, so he's... 22? Yeah. Maybe. Right around there. I mean, how old was he whenever we won the cup? About that. Yeah, so... Just like, wow. And I didn't really have anything... On me at that point, I don't know. I didn't know what had happened to my Sharpie. The so, Sharpie you took was out of your hand? Yeah. So I, I guess whenever I went to just back away from Sid's car after getting his autograph, I just was like, fuck it. I don't need a Sharpie anymore. I'm cool. My day's made. Not thinking I'm going to get a stick from somebody to sign, to have people sign. So... All of a sudden, you know, some of the guys come in and somebody ended up, like, having a pen or something. So they were trying to sign a stick with a pen. One of the guys that had already, like, come out and signed it, Rob Scuderi, he goes back in the, like, change room. And I guess it must have been like, oh, hey, this kid out there that is has my stick, he left the Sharpie in my car. Or, you know, I kept the Sharpie. So Scuderi comes walking back out with it and goes, oh, here, this might make it a little bit easier to have everybody sign it. So I have, like, a Sidney Crosby stick signed by probably 65 70% of the 2019 that won the Cup. Yeah, yeah, you you, you definitely do. That's a verifiable tale. I, I, I kind of have a few memories from that day, too, that uh, really popped out to me. Uh, just one was just kind of Michelle Terrian, just kind of, uh, just looking like, like he smelled like cigarettes and then actually smelling like cigarettes yeah. oh, and alcohol. Yeah. yeah. There was that. 
Um, and, and it can even kind of maybe a little bit of a dead man walking vibe in kind of hindsight. I, I don't know yeah, if it was quite it at was, that point yet, but I think maybe he was feeling the heat because like, he was pretty he was he was pretty straightforward. And, yeah, he was not looking to stop no, and talk to some kids. No, zero <laughs> interest at that point. Um, Ruslan Fedotenko looked like a monster. Yes. Just a massive Ukrainian hunk. And then, was that, did I fight the one guy that year? No, that was, that was a couple years later whenever the one guy got in a sled. (laughs) (laughs) Steve McIntyre. Yeah. Yeah, oh so. my goodness! I completely forgot about Steve McIntyre. But so, how could I? Because the guy I, was literally right in my face at one point in time. Uh, it I, wasn't he, a it wasn't a real fight, but like so, he, yeah, he so <laughs> I might as well get into it at this point. So, like I said, well, some of the, some before of the we things. get into Steve McIntyre, I just wanted to point out my one last well, oh, my yeah, last yeah, two yeah. highlights from '09. Mm-hmm. Um, Ryan Whitney. And his green, green ass Boston Celtic sweatpants just I was just like, wow, just those are really in. green. Like everybody yeah. else is wearing a suit or something and or like black or Wit has was probably hung over shit. Oh yeah. Like kind of seeing the podcast play out and the, the spit and chicklets things play out. It makes kind sense. of funny. Yeah. And uh in in that note too, Paul Bissonette was on that team as well. Mm-hmm. And uh he was chirping Gino, who was oh, late yeah. to practice. Because he wasn't in that line while we were waiting. And no. Gino comes, you can see him on the other I side of the old melon arena. already out there, and Gino's just kind of like, oh, shit. And then Biz goes, hey, Gino, why aren't you dressed yet? And Gino just with his corny smile. Yeah. With you know the what? bird. I completely forgot about that, but yeah. That, that's, oh, that, yeah. I think that is blazing into my head, and which is makes it really funny now that like Biz is on TNT and everything. I completely forgot about that. You compl- I can't believe I it. did. I, I, I think about that every day, to be honest with you, at least like once a day. Just well, see Gino's I, smile and just like hey. I, I had the I had the dopamine hey, rush from everything else from from you know. Yeah, you had a pretty memor- You had a Crosby lot of good stand. memories already at that point. Hard to keep some cheesier ones out. Well, that's what I'm here and for. And it's pretty fucking funny. But so back to the Steve McIntyre story. Yeah, back to 2013. So, so we're jumping forward four years now to another Penguins practice at the new arena. Yeah. So uh, like I said, some the hell it is now. It's now PPG paint, paint can. Exactly. Paint can. So some of the players would Civic come arena. out after their practice and. Skate around with us on their skates and whatnot. Well, this one guy, he was, he was just a call up from the minor leagues. He and he was just he like, was the goon of he goon was the goon era. of goons. Oh, he, if any of you have seen the movie Goon, that's basically. I'm pretty sure he might have inspired it just because. I mean, the guy's a monster. He and was like six foot seven. Yeah. So and he, just a tank. He of was like, well, human. I think it'd be cool to try it out. So he like, we we got him a sled. Put him in a sled, and he's, like, skating around, and I'm probably 14 at this time. And You're older than 14 avid, at that time. I don't think I was. I, I, I 96, 2013. I don't think. 17. Oh, whatever. Anyways. Math. I'm like, well, I know this dude is the tough guy for the Penguins. I will see if he wants to, like, try to fight me. And so I go up to him, and I go, yeah. let's go. And I drop my gloves and everything. And he's, like, not really expecting it. So I grabbed him. He was wearing a hoodie. So I grabbed him by the collar of his hoodie, and then I just start throwing, like, shoulder shots at him. 
And then he's like, oh, okay, I guess this is, like, actually happening. So he just fucking <laughs> bare knuckles to the top of my helmet. Like, not hard, obviously, because he's not trying to beat the shit out of a crippled kid. No, but with those knuckles was, on yeah, that man. Like I said, he was six foot seven, so you can imagine the size of this dude's hands. Like a little Mack truck coming through. Pow, pow, pow. And, yeah, I just, God... I, I couldn't imagine throwing so somebody, punches off of a helmet. So somebody threw him after me in that practice, too. I can't remember if it was you or Dan that set it up. I think it was Dan. because I'm I, pretty sure it was Dan because it sounds like something Dan Oh, would yeah, do. definitely. I guess last week, Dan McCoy, if you haven't heard the episode yet, I would highly suggest checking that out because that's a whole insight into kind of a... Well, just kind of how we talk. <laughs> so, and yeah, so I guess because I, I'm my past in the sled hockey world, I was, right. I didn't take it easy on Kelsey to Claudio. No. One bit. She might be, she might have been like a teenager. She might have been like 60 pounds. Maybe 60 <laughs> pounds. But she was good and she was, she fucking kept the puck better than anybody I've ever seen. Still does. Still does because I would not take it easy on her. Exactly. Because I knew she was good and, I wasn't letting that little bitch just bully me like that. <laughs> so, anyways, as you see, that's kind of where uh, Dan decided. Uh, hey, we're gonna send. Uh, hey, Steve, go go up to Cody there, and uh, just him. just 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 go up to him and uh, yeah, just I guess start fucking with him. I guess Pretty I don't much. know. I don't know. I was kind of dicking around on my own. I was trying to avoid Joe Vitale because I almost took yeah. out his knee at one point in that practice because I wasn't so- paying attention. So any so anyways like he sends sends him after me and yeah I'm just you know helping the kids out or whatever right and then I turn around and like I kind of hear like some giggling and whatnot and see Steve McIntyre like eye to eye with me and he's like and like he can't stop. Yeah, exactly. He's already accelerated so much, but he cannot stop. And I'm just like, In fairness, <laughs> you played for like 12 years, and you couldn't stop either. <laughs> no, no. It's it's not easy to stop, especially when you got, you know, working legs. <laughs> you know? Very true. Yeah, yeah, give it a whirl, and you'll see what I mean. Um, <laughs> you try to, like, use your legs almost to stop you because that's what you do in hockey. Gotta use my ass. Yeah, right. Like, You're not used work. to like, throwing it around. But yeah, so that that big motherfucker was like right in my face, and that was the uh, one of the top three hardest hits I've taken in my life. Taylor Chase, Tyler Karen, Tyler Karen, which knocked my head off a bit. Bit. And uh, and Steve McIntyre. So, so that is there's there's the definitive list right there. You obviously, as well as I, are a Big Phil Kessel fan, right? Dude, I was a big Phil Kessel fan since Before he was he in was, Boston. Yeah. Cause he so, was just so good on like that NHL two K game or whatever. Right. And then I would just get so like back in the day it was awesome. They had that GM mode in that game. I was always getting Phil Kessel and winning cups. And I was like, That's right. all the penguins need to do is get Phil Kessel and win cups. And and then they did. And then they did. But the reason I bring that up I was I, right. I wasn't there. <laughs> but at one of these penguins practices. I guess Phil came out and, like, skated around with the guys on the ice and whatnot. I don't remember exactly what happened, but I don't think I, I was heard, at this practice. No, no, you weren't. This was long Phil after. would have been between 15 yeah, like and I said, 18. Yeah, you were. I, I wasn't even there. This is what I've heard. <laughs> I guess he, like, took out Mikey Hunchar. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, <laughs> oh no. Yeah. yeah, and even Damage is like, it was like the funniest thing because he like oh. obviously didn't mean to do it, but like just took him out. I was like, oh, damn, I wish I would have been there to see that. Out of all the people. Just crashed in oh, my Yonchar. This, this guy, oh, this poor kid. I mean, he's... He's younger than I don't know how old he is now. Anymore. I couldn't tell you. He's and I've known him for he's years. Just a, he's he's got a heart of gold and like his disability is a good bit he's for got him. A, he's got a cognitive disability. Yeah. And, and, uh, oh, but, but you wouldn't. I mean, the kid like Cody said, <laughs> the kid has a heart of gold and. <laughs> oh, I love that kid so much. Oh, I, everybody I coached does. him too. As uh, soon as you come in interaction with him, it's like, oh, this kid just makes your day every time you see him, and he just bowls him over. Yeah. <laughs> Best part is they're both night the nicest guys. And like I can just see it happening. Boom. <laughs> oh, and, and Phil with his Wisconsin accent. Oh, eh. <laughs> How about that? Bad oh day? man. Yeah, you should have watched oh. out there, eh? <laughs> I kinda wish there was footage of that. Right. I would I think I'd pay for that. Oh, I definitely would pay for footage of that. What an American hero that man is. Oh. Two times three times Stanley Three times now. Three times Stanley Cup champion. Good for Phil. So there's some good there's some good uh, stuff that could uh maybe go viral there. That'd be pretty cool. You know. Sid Tails seem to go viral. Sid Tails always Phil Kesseltails go. go viral. Um, this is true. Yeah, look at that, man. Look at this. I'm I'm liking this is a good show. This is a good show. Yeah, like it's <laughs> nothing like pumping our own tires yeah. two episodes in. Oh yeah, man. I love it. <laughs> Oh, I'm feeling in a good mood. I'm off tomorrow, and it's uh, it's gonna be wonderful. And uh, hanging out with the boys, it should be a good time again. But go. um, so also while we're in um, some good uh, NHL athlete storytelling mood, uh, it's, we might as well just mention my quite possible favorite human being in the NHL today, Mark Andre Fleury. At this point, because <laughs> oh, flower, flower, oh, flower, flower. We go back, buddy. You remember me? was 2009, that same practice uh, with all the Sid tales and everything else. I came up to you, and I was dating my high school girlfriend at the time. And I said, and she was a big fan of Flurry, because right. every girl at that point in yeah, high school was wasn't. a big fan. I was still a big fan of Flurry. I say, Marc-Andre Flurry, my girlfriend loves you. And he says, yeah, how's that going to work? And I was too naive to even think of what he was trying to say. I had, I wish I had something cooler. I wish I said. I, well, I don't I don't know that I heard this before. What did you respond with? I had nothing really Yo, good. I was just like, kind of a nervous wreck. Like I was like, how do I even respond? I was like, okay, Mister Flurry, thanks for your time. So, <laughs> Mark Andre Flurry. Talk about a legend. Yeah, so, and we got some pictures with them, and we, we I remember, shoot on them. Yeah, yeah, and so I remember we did that shootout. I remember he came up. Did we do a shootout with him? Yeah, yeah, yeah that was in so, th- that was the thirteen. That was the Steve McIntyre yes, day. Yeah, so I remember he he go like I was just kind of like sticking around center ice at, around our coach, and I uh, overheard Mark Andre comes up, skates up to him, and goes, "Hey, coach." I got to leave here soon. Can we do a shootout? And now for those that don't know, like that was like an end of practice tradition for the Penguins. 
every practice they did, they they ended it with a shootout. Well, not I yeah. Mean, that, was that was Biles Mazzara. That was Biles Mazzara, the mustache boy. And then yeah, so they, but they would mustache. end every practice with the shootout, and then every month or whatever, once a month, they would the person that lost had to be mustache boy. But he just loved doing shootouts so much that like he was like, no, I want to do this with you guys, and we only he had liked one the challenge exactly. So. And like I said, anybody that knows or has seen the footage of them doing the shootouts, they know that he'll do like spin, like he'll spin around as the guys are coming down. He'll do push-ups. So I go down to shoot on him one time, and he just drops down and starts fucking doing push-ups as I'm coming down on him to shoot. And I go, and I'm like, okay, cool, I can do this. And by the time I did that, he was just like, eh, okay, I'll just kind of put my blocker out here. I was like. Or no, I think he did like the scorpion save where he like kicked his leg back behind him and just like no, he's just toying with you. Yeah, he was like, I'm just gonna lay here yeah. basically, and yeah. then he's you still can't you. hit this net, open net. Yep, because um, that's why he's a professional athlete. Yeah. I hit post. We had one guy score. Yeah, Josh Wirt scored. Yeah, I hit post. He I and think, that might have been it. Did Dan score? We'll have to ask Dan no, next time. He's he didn't. on. He didn't score. No, I have to ask him that again anyway. Side. I'll yeah, have to exactly. stop by just, again just, anyway. Yeah. Confirm the uh, details of that report. No, I definitely because I know Josh was the only one that scored, and I think Flower and like, I hit tried to come like do the windmill save, like drop his hand down, and I don't think he actually had it like flush in his glove. I think it was kind of on edge from Josh, and yeah. then he like tried to windmill it down. And it wasn't in there like he thought, so he couldn't cup it. Ah, the classic. And then flower it like mistakes. drops back in. Yeah, that was right like, in the butt. Kind of right in those hiccup years, huh? Yeah. Shit. Yeah. We might have threw him off. Yeah. Yeah. Our shooting. <laughs> our shooting threw off a professional. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, these little, all these little wheelchair kids. They. Got, they I got, have to let them score. I got the really big teeth. Sorry, Flower. We love you. We still love you. Just I saw my. He's f- the one making fun of all the athletes. Yeah. I have not. I saw in my Facebook memories a picture with Flurry whenever he went to Vegas. I was all sad. Mm-hmm. I think I cried that day. I'm sure I did, yeah. Yeah. Not like a bunch, but like at least like a couple tears in each eyeball. It's a, that was a very sad day. It was a cold reality. It's like, oh, the core's got to break up. and Yeah, exactly. And we're heading towards these other darker days here for as far as hockey talk goes. Yeah. Like it's, uh, I mean, well, we're definitely on the downside in the uh, yeah, on middle. Yeah, in the back. Nine, yeah, and hopefully uh, we can have a better. See the boys have a better year this year. I, I think, think. I mean, I like how the top six played last year, but now you got to shake up. I mean, most of it's going to stay the same. You're going to lose Jason Zucker probably in free yeah. agency. I wouldn't re-sign him. No, you got to revamp that bottom six entirely. Yeah, you got to get rid of Mikel Granlin because, like you said, you can't really yeah. do anything with Jeff Carter, unfortunately. Yeah. And your best bet is maybe like a Michael Bunting type in free agency or maybe a Jake Gensel wheeling deal. That might be your best bet. Yeah. I, I mean, like I said, it, it, it just kind of go, depends on where Kyle Dubas wants to go with it. I mean, if he sees that this team can go somewhere with just a little bit of retooling. Yeah. But I think I think he knows, man. I think I, mean, listen, I think he, this town would go crazy if he could bring a cup here. And I I, I still genuinely believe in my heart that uh, so, with Kyle Dubas being hired, that uh, Stanley Cup within this Sid Gino Latang 
contract era is back on the table, but it's, it's a task. It is a chore to, to see it. I was looking the other day at what Kyle Dubas was able to do with the Toronto within the first couple of years of, uh, of him being there. And after looking at, in terms of like like, building up like the farm system or even just just the current roster. Yeah. Just how we constructed it. Yeah. Just the current roster build. It, it just, it came more. He he. So the the team there, like he had a couple of water guys in in Jason Spezza and Patrick Marlowe. I think that's all you need. You only need a few older guys. You need your Sids. You need your Genos. And you need your little. Well, hands. and that's the thing. I don't think you need any other older guys. You just kind of got to get these right. younger you just guys in here. But and, like, and, ugh, and exactly. Look what Toronto did. They brought in some of their younger guys. Um, Robertson, um, not obviously not Brovo, but his brother Nick. They brought him up, played him. He was good. I mean, it's tough to find just, room in that top six though to like squeeze a player. Exactly. Maybe they, maybe they targeted Nick Robertson or something like that. I mean, yeah. Does that mean? I mean, I've, I've. Man, this is making sense now because I mean I've heard a lot of uh, like different like Toronto guy rumors like mean, bunting yeah, like and Kyle Dubas definitely has his guys in Toronto that he liked and I'm not saying you know oh bring all of the guys that you liked from Toronto but I mean if they're gonna suit the kind of game that Mike Sullivan wants to play and uh, if they have the speed to try and play the game that's what Mike I mean Sullivan like wants to play they have that speed and that little bit of grit and that hunger that he always talks about, it, then, I mean, I, I'm not going to be entirely against it. You know what I mean? But I think it also has to fit with the group and not just what Sullivan wants. And that's you know a tough I mean? That's a tough that's one to so really hard. say. People are like, oh, just go get this guy. And it's like, you, you can't just that's what we're in throw the, pieces together. That's where we're at, man. We, we, are, we are in the field. Hey, go get this guy. Go get go get you Connor Hellebuck. I mean, you can't just like, oh, I'm gonna throw this pickle to a wall, hope it sticks, and see what happens. Plus, you, you got just, 31 other teams that are also doing the exact same thing, right? So everybody can't trade for the best player for all their bad players. Yeah, it, it, this isn't forced it's, trades it's, on. BAGM it's a hard mode. reality, Yinzers, but you could not trade all of your bad players for all of somebody's good players. I mean, we got lucky trade with Ricard Raquel. Well, we can't. He's a free agent. No, I know. Yeah, yeah. We can trade his rights to somebody, but I don't think anybody's going to really no. do that. But anyways, yeah. So you can't, uh, you can't make another trade like Rob Scuderi for Trevor Daly, and then Trevor Daly plays an instrumental part in your cup back-to-back cup runs. It's just not going to happen like that anymore. Which is hysterical, though. But, like, it's funny. Like, we can't do those trades. Well, what about this trade that worked? Yeah, well, we got kind of lucky. Yeah. <laughs> that one. Well, trade the guy Trevor Daly was not supposed out. to be good. Like he was, he was a bum in Chicago at that point after having a very good like couple seasons in, in Dallas. Dallas. Yeah, yeah. He was very good in Dallas. Mm-hmm. So I did want to bring something else up and yeah. kind of pivot away from hockey talk here. So that was some good hockey talk, by the way. I mm-hmm. Love talking hockey. Always. That's going to be a lot of talking hockey. So if you like hockey talk, this is going to be it's it. But I kind of want to point out something that uh, did kind of. Uh, catch my attention especially since uh, we have a west virginia graduate in the family yeah uh the, the huggy bear situation he gone he gone bye-bye he ain't gonna coach no more no nope. and uh he was uh he was too busy living in life in the lavender haze with tay tay and uh about 15 beers 
and, uh, and he was driving uh, 0.23, I think I saw is what it was. 0.21, 0. 0.23. I mean, pretty impressive either way. Hey, I that's, mean, yeah, that's a West Virginia. You should be able Morgan to drink that much. Yes, that's impressive. But but driving. Oh, boy. Ooh. That's the stupidest thing you could have done. Yeah, You're a so, millionaire. Um, just get an Uber. Yeah, so I, that would be interesting because uh, she just graduated. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and, what, and, a month or two ago now? Yeah, we were at the ceremony a month ago at the at the uh, Coliseum. At Bear Land. At the WVU Coliseum. And, uh, and uh, yeah, Bob Huggins was never knew he was not going to coach a game again at that point. That was kind of yeah. wild. So I wonder uh, if she was. I wonder if she was at his last game. I have to find out. Maybe well, be a, be a it won't cool. be. A, it wasn't a royalist send off. That's for sure. Yeah, right. Unlike Coach K, who had like fucking eighty last games. <laughs> God, every, I was so glad. I'm still waiting for him to come back and just haunt my dreams, dude. He's and not. Like, I don't even care about college basketball anymore. But just seeing his, his rat face on the sideline, oh, it got me worked up. But it still does. I can tell it still does. Oh yeah, but nah, he was good. And UNC is not even all that good anymore. Well, nobody really is. They just yeah. whoever's they're just making money at this point, man. Yeah, right. Which hey, maybe maybe we can help your athlete do. Hey, I'm all because it's I'm N- all for it's helping people NIL training now, man. That's a big thing, and uh, well, maybe we can uh, figure out something about that path. I don't know what that's all about. I haven't looked into the bylaws. I just know that they can get paid, and well, I mean they should. Yeah. The university rakes in so much money off of these buku bucks just to spend it on dumb stuff. So I mean, you think about New how much just said, one like Division One college football team makes in a year. Well, it depends on the program. Well, that's what I mean. Like your high end, like, like well, your Penn Alabama State, is going to Alabama, Ohio State. Yeah, they're going to make a lot more than like. I mean, I'm Troy. not talking. Yeah, I'm not talking like raging Cajuns or slippery rock. Like slippery rock, ain't that, for, that football program don't make shit, right? Like literally, but like it's they, those cost more, yeah. right? Exactly. So yeah, that's uh, that's basketball talk, and we got into football during it. So uh, R.I.P. and peace, Huggy Bear, to your career. Uh, maybe maybe he pulls a Rick Pitino and comes back. I don't know that any, that anybody's going to hire him. That's what everybody said about Rick Pitino. Who brought in like actual prostitutes say, to Louisville, yeah. and they said no one's gonna hire was, him. Was that and like then a he full FBI investigation. Yeah, yeah. And then he went to Iona, and now he's at St. John's again. And it's just like, how? Well, whatever. <laughs> like, yeah, he did his time, I guess. Just don't bring in prostitutes, Rick. Well, can we do that? Huggy Bear just needs to chill out with the Tay Tay because I, 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 I can get it, man. Taylor Swift, you can kind of get in the emotions a bit. Uh, my girl, he, she, Ashley, she just. Uh, Oh, the tape, what's it, her playlist? Cry your heart out. I couldn't cry your heart out. And I bet, I bet Huggy had that playlist on while he was drunk and driving. That would probably that makes sense. That I wouldn't know. I don't very, I don't listen to very much Taylor Swift, so that's a shame. You should probably do a little bit more of that. Anyways, yeah. that's Tay Tay talk. Well, that's the night market out here tonight. Uh, got anything else you want to add for the rest of the show here, Nev? I mean, uh, we got any wild plans? What'd you do for uh, your training regimen this week? So, what you got lined up for next shit, week? The whole week. Yeah, yeah. Fuck it. Damn, damn. I wasn't expecting all of that at once. Um, 
So yesterday, well, yesterday like we said at the beginning today, of the show, we're holding you accountable. Exactly. So lay it out. Lay so it out for us. Yesterday and today, uh, I'm pushed up here to the studio to record. Uh, yesterday, I actually had pushed up to the courthouse for lunch and then back down and then back up to record. And yeah, he did like what ten miles yesterday, and yeah. fell in the in the lost files. Yeah, we'll call it the lost, the lost files. Files. There exactly. we go. Yeah, so yeah, just kind of pissing around, I guess. Yesterday, waiting to come up here and record, it was like get went and got like six, eight miles in on the trail, and then came back up into town, and then did basically the same thing today. Pushed up here. Yeah, I mean, I know that may not sound like a whole lot, but for anybody that knows how steep the hills are in Greensburg to get up into town from, like, coming towards, like, from Lynchfield. Yeah, those hills, uh, it's one of the hillier cities possibly in the United States. Um, I don't know about that, but it's pretty, <laughs> there's a lot of steep hills, I will I will say that. I can't see the hills from out here, so no, no matter where we are. But, yeah, so, I mean, that's, I was, I've been doing that about, Two or three days a week. Usually about three days a week I like to do. So I, I'll push up here, like I said, at least once a week now being that we're going to be recording. So once or twice a week I'll push up here to the studio. Uh, and then I usually try to push from Lynchfield down to about Youngwood and back. Maybe a little bit less than that. But that's probably... A good 12 miles round trip. Well, maybe a little bit longer, but try to do that and then just do a bunch of weightlifting in between. So I'm yeah. going to be here in the next uh, week or so. I'm going to be getting with last week's da- guest, Dan, my boy, and hopefully have him put a training regiment together for me. And that way I can get a little bit more structure because it's not entirely the best right yeah. now. But right now I'm not necessarily worried about having a whole whole lot of structure you know what i mean because i'm still just kind of like getting my body back into it into the aspects of training every single day because it's been a couple of years at least since i've pushed myself for well this is about a month now i've been active every day so at least two years it's been since I've done that, and especially when you're pushing up hills and on the trail, you want to try to, to, like, not kill your shoulders because I also need my shoulders for sled hockey. So if I destroy my shoulders just training, trying to push, then... Yeah, now nah, you got to get a nice balance in there. Yeah, exactly. Some nice rest so, days, all that good stuff. Yeah, and, uh, exactly. I, and, I, hey, and, and Damacoy Fitness is a good place to kind of... Uh, Get that training regimen started because that is a guy who has done it. He's, he's done, it, done and it. He's gotten the gold. He's brought it home to America, and he's on the Permanis Walls we mentioned last week. So yeah. So I mean, and and anybody that wants to train with him as well, he's on Instagram, I believe, as well as uh, I think he has a Twitter account. Yep. Uh, it's at Damacoy Fitness on both of those. Hit him up. See what he can do. I mean, yeah. And oh, he. I believe me. I know the kind of work that he's done and put in and he's a very good personal trainer and I'm excited to start working with him Hell in yeah. that aspect soon. Hell yeah. So, uh, did kind of want to, uh, get a couple other things in here yeah. real quick, uh, before we end up, uh, 
calling it a day here, kind of getting ready for the rest of the uh, weekend. I'm going to hit a Badges Bar and Grill after this for some karaoke Thursday, probably. Uh, It's going to be a wild time there. There Uh, Bobby Joe's going to be slinging some drinks. Trib's going to be DJing and putting the the tunes on, and uh, I'll be belting them out, probably. So, because I'm off tomorrow, as I mentioned, so I'm... Oh boy! Oh boy! I will be going home and eating dinner and being in bed by probably ten thirty. Yeah, I will be responsible <laughs> and I will uh, not listen to Tay Tay and drive um, like Huggy. And uh, yeah, so uh, oh, by the way, um, so Dan McCoy Fitness was on socials. Did you know we yes. have socials now too? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I know we have a Twitter account. Twitter account that uh, that is basically your if you basically if I were to DM the Twitter account it would basically be you responding correct pretty much yeah yeah yeah, yeah and, I don't uh, I don't know I mean I don't know if you're on there or not but uh, definitely I I will be yeah. answering anybody so follow us respond, there so. um, Facebook Instagram as well um, at Yin Center uh, as well as on Twitter. Uh, you can find the show YouTube, Spotify. Still working on a couple others, but uh, a lot of other, a lot of these platforms are available. Apple Podcasts yeah, included. Apple, Google, Google, and are we, uh, are we on iHeart yet? IHeart we Radio? are on iHeart. Okay, um, I believe Google was actually, ironically, the one we were struggling with. Yeah, I yeah, think it was. Yeah. But yeah, uh, okay. yeah, we'll work on it. We're getting things fixed up. We're working on uh, the beginnings of being professional podcasters, okay. I guess. Um, Got to start somewhere. Yep, and uh, don't forget, we still got that uh, Kenny Ross Ford. that got that biggest sale in history going on, the 60-year history that they've been up in uh, Adamsburg, PA, up there, right next to the Irwin Turnpike exit. Uh, 60 years of history is Kenny Ross Ford, and this is going to be the biggest sale uh, of that time frame. I'm, I, was, I was floored. Richard pulled me into his office and said that, and I was baffled. And I uh, said, all right, I'll say it, Richard. I'll tell the people. Maybe he was meant to be. Maybe maybe, maybe our recording that didn't record last night was The Lost Files. Yeah. yeah, the Lost Files might have saved us yeah, after maybe, all. Maybe you're going to make some – maybe you're going to get some people in on buying some cars off of this. Mm. I hope. 724-359-4501. At the very least, set up your appointment with me, and uh, I'll make sure that you're situated with uh, some of my very qualified sales professionals up in this uh, up in this building, up at my Kenny Ross Ford in Adamsburg. That number, again, of mine is 724-359-4501. Uh, thanks again to uh, our boy Jordan Hauser uh, for letting us uh, rock in the local studios here in Greensburg, PA. Check out his podcast, like Cody said, the yeah. local seven two four on Spotify. He's got it all. He's got it all figured out. He's got the audio. Run he's got the video. One. Yeah, yeah. We're still working on things over here, but uh, we're gonna get you some good content we'll here in the, in the future. We're we're gonna work on. Uh, I think we eventually maybe even getting some video going and uh, all that good stuff. So uh, and and as I mentioned, we're gonna we're gonna talk some hockey and uh, all sorts of other sports along the way. It just kind of depends on the uh, the season. Uh, so yeah, it's kind of exactly. hard in summer. And, uh, yeah, well, thanks again for uh, joining our show. And uh, we hope you uh, end up listening again. So, uh, Thank yeah. you, guys. Thanks Tune very much. Week. Lego pins.